0: Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we're able to be together, to start this week together, to start this day together in prayer. Today is Monday, and this is the start of the 24th week after Pentecost. This week we continue our reading in 1 Samuel about David's early years as God's anointed, but not yet enthroned. And I wonder how God might be at work teaching us to rely on and trust in the Lord, all the while while God is forming and shaping us for what God has planned and what God is up to in the world even right now. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from 1 Samuel chapter 19. Saul spoke with his son Jonathan and with all his servants about killing David. But Saul's son Jonathan took great delight in David. Jonathan told David, My father Saul is trying to kill you, therefore be on guard tomorrow morning. Stay in a secret place and hide yourself, and I will go out and stand beside my father in the field where you are and I will speak to my father about you. If I learn anything, I will tell you. Jonathan spoke well of David to his father Saul, saying to him, The king should not sin against his servant David, because he has not sinned against you, and because his deeds have been of good service to you. For he took his life in his hand when he attacked the Philistine, (coughs) and the Lord brought about a great victory for all of Israel. You saw it and rejoiced. Why, then, will you sin against an innocent person by killing David without cause? Saul heeded the voice of Jonathan. Saul swore, as the Lord lives, he shall not be put to death. So Jonathan called David and related all these things to him. Jonathan then brought David to Saul, and he was in the presence of the king as before. Again there was a war, and David went out to fight the Philistines. He launched a heavy attack on them, so they fled before him. Then an evil spirit of the Lord came upon Saul, as he sat in his house with his spear in his hand, while David was playing music. Saul sought to pin David to the wall with the spear, but he eluded Saul, so he stuck the spear into the wall. David fled and escaped that night. Saul sent messengers to David's house to keep watch over him planning to kill him in the morning. David's wife, Michal, uh, told him, If you do not save your life tonight, tomorrow you will be killed. So Michael let, let David down through the window, and he fled away and he escaped. Michael then took an idol, laid it on the bed, and she put a net of goat's hair on its head and covered it with his clothes. When Saul sent messengers to take David, she said, He is sick. Then Saul sent the messengers to see David for themselves. He said, "'Bring him up to me in the bed, that I may kill him.'" When the messengers came in, the idol was in the bed with the covering of goat's hair on its head. Saul said to Michael, "'Why have you deceived me like this, and let my enemy go, so that he has escaped?' Michael answered Saul, "'He said to me, "'Let me go. Why should I kill you?' Now David fled and escaped." He came to Samuel at Ramah, and he told him all that Saul had done to him. He and Samuel went and settled at Naoth. Saul told, Saul was told that David is at Naoth in Ramah. So then Saul sent messengers to take David. So when they saw the company of the prophets in a frenzy with Samuel standing in charge of them, the Spirit of God came upon the messengers of Saul, and they also fell into a prophetic frenzy. When Saul was told, he sent other messengers, and they also fell into a frenzy. Saul sent messengers again the third time, and they also fell into a frenzy. Then he himself went to Ramah. He came to the great wall that is in Seku, and he asked, Where are Samuel and David? And someone said, They are at Naath and Ramah. He went there towards Naath and Ramah, and the Spirit of God came upon him. And as he was going, he fell into a prophetic frenzy until he came to Naath in Ramah. He stripped off his clothes, and he too fell into a frenzy before Samuel. He lay naked all that day and all that night. Therefore, it is said, is Saul also among the prophets? David has already been anointed king by Samuel. But the road to the throne has been long and winding and difficult and trying, and it is getting all the more difficult each and every day. As Saul's rage and madness are growing greater, David finds himself now fleeing for his life on more than one occasion. And yet the promise of God is sure, and God's word accomplishes and is accomplishing what it purposes. So why is there so much suffering along the way? That is a mystery of faith. The Lord makes a promise but those who trust in the Lord struggle and suffer for the sake of their faith until the time that their promise is finally fulfilled. In the end, the Lord does not disappoint, but there are surely some dark times in between. Now, in addition to his strength as a warrior and as a commander, David is also a skilled poet. His psalms capture the deep emotion, the deep questions and trials of these days, and wraps them up in a language and anchors them in an unwavering faith in God. David trusts in the Lord for protection. David appeals his case and cause to the Lord. David relies on the promises of God to sustain him. In the stories that we just heard this morning, did you notice how the Lord worked to save David from Saul? The Lord worked through Jonathan, Saul's son, and through Jonathan's great love for David. The Lord worked through Michael, David's wife and Saul's daughter, and the Lord worked through Samuel in the company of prophets and And over and above it all is the power of the Holy Spirit, who once again sends Saul into a frenzy. In all these trials, the Lord acts for David and acts through the people who are close to David and who love him. It is the same with us. The Lord saves us and sustains us through the fellowship of the church, as well as through others that the Lord has brought into our lives. And Just as it may take a long time for the Lord's promise to finally come to fruition, all the time we are surrounded by those that God has given us to help us and accompany us on our way. And what's even more wonderful, God has also given us to others to be a source of strength and rescue to them. So as we start a new week, where in your life do you feel you're facing a significant challenge? And who has God put into your life to be a helper and a friend to you, to be a God's sign of God's presence in your life, to, to help keep your faith anchored and grounded in the Lord? Or where can you be a friend like Jonathan or like Michael, friend to another child of God who is struggling right now? You know, your friendship, your love and support and loyalty mean more than you could ever imagine. So how could you reach out today and let them know that you are in this all with them? For the rest of the book of 1 Samuel, David will move from one trial and danger to another, trusting in God's presence and in God's deliverance. And We can be sure that there were moments when David felt more than overwhelmed. But looking back on those experiences years later, These stories are the adventures that form his faith, that inspire his art, and that continue to inspire us by the way in which they bear witness to the amazingly elegant way that God slowly works in our lives as part of this larger ancient story of God, God's people, and God's salvation of God's good creation, including us. To give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. And in the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. To shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death. And to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially this morning, we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ, and for all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, and for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we truly thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For this congregation, that it might bear witness to your light and love in all that we say and do. For those who govern the nations of the world, For those who are working for peace and international harmony, for those who are striving to save this earth from carelessness and destruction, for the sick and for those who care for them, for the mourning and those who offer comfort to them. For who else or for what else do we pray today? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen.